my chair is new. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper. And I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. And and we're here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, (laughs) because... I have a frog in my throat, and Wednesdays are for podcasts. You know I have to do it. Tiptoe through the window, by the window, that's where I'll be. Come tiptoe through the tulips with me. That's the worst part. (laughs) It really is, though. But I do it so well. She does an amazing job, guys. And as well as she does it, it's... It's even better because living she knows... Living in the sunlight, loving in the moonlight, having a wonderful she time. She knows how much it creeps me the fuck out. Tiny she, Tim's music is just... She wasn't around at the height of Tiny Tim in no. the 90s, and I was, and I just always mm-hmm. thought he was creepy and looked creepy, and maybe he wasn't. I don't know, but He's like an ugly version of Weird Al. Yeah. Like the bad clone. Like the great value version of Weird Al. Like the bad clone. Yeah. Like if anybody saw that Family Guy episode where Stewie (laughs) cloned himself. Like that clone. Like the one that just does not turn out right and like disintegrates in 24 hours. Just a puddle on the floor. (laughs) Well, if you guys haven't guessed already. We're doing the whole series. Insidious! I don't know why this is the activity. It's amazing. Because we were talking about Jamie Lee Curtis earlier. Insidious! Um, activity. <laughs> I'm sorry. Amazing. Um, yes, we're doing the Insidious series. And I am very excited. So, I actually, this is the first time I've seen all four of the movies. And honestly, it's been a very long time since Same. I've watched these movies to the point where I Same. forgot a lot of them. So did I. Like, <laughs> I mean, I under, I remember the basis of everything, but I, I forgot a lot of the film, like the full film. And I always remember the second one being my favorite, and I couldn't remember why. <laughs> I was like, why? And we'll get into why the second is now my favorite, because it's, it's changed. I love all of the films. Um, I really do. I, I know there were some opinions by the time the fourth one came around uh it's not my favorite but i definitely don't think there's one film in the bunch that is terrible um yeah kind of like kind of like the scream series i mean they're all listen i mean they're all fuck great this fifth one up yeah don't do do it (laughs) someone literally commented on twitter they're like yeah don't kill don't bring cindy back and kill her in the first 10 minutes like Halloween re- <laughs> Resurrection. Watch them be like, plot twist! Uh, that's exactly what we did. Actually, and... a great plot twist. Actually, a great plot twist if Sydney was the killer. You're welcome. Like, she finally She just finally just snapped. Has had it, and, uh... Ooh, I actually quite like that. Either that, <laughs> or do the movie, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, New Nightmare. See, that'd be cool. You said that, and I thought that was perfect. I thought that was... A brilliant idea. That's what made New Nightmare so great. Like, honestly, if they kill Sydney... Making it seem so real. If they kill any of them off in this in this episode... What? If they kill any of them off in this movie, I won't be mad if it's done right. Because we're kind of getting to that point. This is the fucking fifth screen. Come on. If they kill Sydney off, I'm okay with it, but it needs to be done right. I mean, the first one came out 
in what? I think 96. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I would, yeah, I was just going into junior high. I was three. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. So it's like by now we're, it's 2020. We're, we're coming up on the fifth one. It's like, okay, whatever we're going to do with this one, let's let it be the last fucking one and let's just do it. Right. I am excited that the guy directing it directed Ready or Not and uh, VHS and Southbound. And I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited that Kevin Williamson, they had to bring him back. Uh, Wes is no longer with us. R.I.P. to the man. Um, but, yeah, the man. Um, but if he can't be with us, then Kevin Williamson has to. That's he, why I kind of feel like it's going to... I'm really wanting to give this a chance. Everybody really that's still here that was a part of the original series is a part of the fifth one, which gives me hope. So let's just, including, like Casper mentioned, the new edition of the director that's got a great pedigree behind him. So let's just... um, <clears throat> You know what? Stuff like this being such big fan favorites, I think with hoping that this is the final one, they're really going to bring it home. Because Scream is a hugely fan-based uh, horror film Yes, series. it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's continuously been so popular, even amongst newer audiences, that it, it just, it's undeniable that it's that it's And it still holds. It and still rightly holds so. Today. Oh, it definitely still holds up. You could show someone the first scream that's like the age I was when I saw the first scream. Mm-hmm. Now. They could be 14 now and watch the first scream. I mean, it, yeah, it, and it would still hold up. As far as I know, <clears throat> we and we'll probably get in more into it, but I'm pretty sure there is an Insidious 5 happening. Oh. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing. I'm kind of curious. Talked to... about it. I don't see anything on IMDb, so maybe it was just maybe mentioned and then nah. But kind of curious to see where that would leave go. Insidious alone. Just <laughs> unless <clears throat> the one person that has carried all of these films is Lynn Shay. I mean, obviously Patrick Wilson and and um, what's her name, Rose Byrne. I almost said Rose McGowan. I was like, that's incorrect. <laughs> Rose Byrne. That's screen. Uh... Um. Like, they they did, oh my god, they were amazing in the first two, but Lynn Shay has carried these films. Like, I just, I love Lynn Shay. I love Lynn Shay. Everything Lynn Shay does. She's incredible. The only thing that I would possibly think that they could do, and we'll get more into this, obviously, because it'll go more into chapter four, is if, or the last key, it'll go more, it, it, I would think that the only thing that would bring due respect if they did decide to do a fifth one and have it continually based around Elise is to wrap it more around her family. But Mm -hmm. obviously we'll get more into that. Um, So we're going to start off with the first one. Um, Insidious came out in 2010. Um, IMDb has it at a 6.8 out of 10 rating, which, you know, respect and bless you and, I am Casper's sorry. having a whole like I started off with a frog in my throat like 
She's sneezing, phone dropping. We'll get it together. You guys know us. You guys know us well enough that we, we'll get it together. We'll get it together. The first 10 minutes, you got to cut us some fucking slack. We'll get it We're not together. We get it together. We get it together. Um, so 6.8 on IMDb. Okay, respect that. Um, so we have a cast of Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shay, uh, Lee Winnell, uh, Angus, what is that? Samson. 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 Barbara Hershey. Um, which I have a funny story with her. Um, and Andrew Astor, um, he played Foster Lambert. I think some people forget about poor Foster. He was uh, Dalton's brother in, in the film. I'll be um, frank with you <clears throat> until rewatching it as of late. I forgot he existed. The second one. It wasn't, it was the second one where I was like, oh my God, yeah, there's a, there's a brother. There's, oh yeah, he, oh, there's a brother. Because I'm like, there's Dalton and then there's the baby because there's so much wrapped around the baby monitor, especially in the first one. So obviously the baby, but yeah, the poor, poor Foster gets, gets very ignored. Um, So it's directed by the absolutely brilliant James Wan. We love James Wan. We, we sing his praises James as much Wan. as possible. Um, and then of course, Lee Winnell wrote it, uh, who plays Specs. And can I just say how much I love Specs? Like, by the fourth film, I'm like, oh my god, Specs is so awkwardly adorable, and I fucking love him so much. I literally want to call him Adam. Always. I'm like, that's not your name, but uh, you're Adam. So. Adam! <laughs> Sorry. Um, he, so this movie is... Wow. Yeah. I mean, from the start, this movie just... It really doesn't take long to get into it. It really doesn't take long to get to the meat of it where he's... No, they jump right in to what's going on with him. Also, this might have just been something I noticed, but that first house that they were in, the inside looked like the set of The Conjuring. The stairs that wrapped around, that hallway right there. There was a room over here. There was a room over here that went into another room. I think a I lot like, of that... That looks like the Conjuring house. I, I, I beg to differ only a little bit. And I think it's because the Conjuring house was so much older. And to me, the Conjuring house gave off more like... Amityville vibes. No, oh, I'm not saying it's the same the house. house. It just looks no, 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 no. so similar. It's not the same house, no. obviously. But to me, I don't think I don't think they look similar. I don't think it's they the do. setup that they that looks similar. I think the reason why you're getting that is the way it's shot. At least to me, probably the movies are shot very similarly. James Wan from from room. <laughs> well, the way they just go from room to room right. and you have this very sinister feeling. You're constantly looking in the background and checking around every corner and making sure nothing's there and every fucking shadow. I mean, the way it's shot, you're expecting something to be there. That's why these movies work so well and James Wan is such an turns jump scares into such an art form because people that say they hate jump scares you can't hate James Wan's jump scares because he times them perfectly Mm -hmm. he sets you up to expect them to be around every fucking corner so you're so tense and so uneasy that by the time he pops one off on you 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 have a goddamn heart attack it's the best besides Mike Flanagan he's the only one that's made me scream actually scream because i was so me too you're tense 
That fucking on scene with the head demon behind oh. him. Even, that is the one time you're not expecting anything to happen. Even now, after all the time I see it and I know it's coming up, I still... Barbara Hershey's telling Lorraine, the mom, she's telling the whole story of the nightmare that she saw and she's walking through and the thing points to Dalton in the corner and then boom, she goes to look at Josh and bam. And I know it's going to be there. I know it's coming. And every fucking time I'm up, just. Fun fact. Do you know who plays the demon? It's uh, Joseph Bashara. Joseph Bashara. Yeah. Joseph and he Bashara. does the music. Yep. He's the composer of the music for yep. um, Insidious and The Conjuring actually. Yep. Yeah, that uh, demon, lipstick face, they call him. That demon I has... call him Darth Maul's ugly brother. And a lot of people refer to him as that, too. <laughs> that demon has terrified me ever since I saw him in the first one. I, I just... I just he think... didn't really get to me until he crawled on the wall. That scene where Dalton's running away from him, and he he's so fucking fast I was just going to say that. That first pop-out scene in the beginning... And then that last scene when, when he's chasing, chasing him. him and he's crawling. Well, we've already talked about that. anything crawling across a floor, a wall, a, a ceiling. I no, I don't. I downstairs. I don't. I don't like any of that. I'm no, nope. Just no. all of the nose. Just no. no. So it's actually all really cool because so the movie centers around Dalton who can basically uh, astral project. Yeah, for lack of a better word. And if people aren't familiar with what astral projection is, it's literally where, if if you believe in it, um, it's essentially where the spirit form of your body leaves your physical body and you enter into another realm of existence. A lot of people would just say this is a normal dream state. It's just something that happens in dreams. But if people... Um, now, for me, for instance, and it's usually more prevalent in children, that's why I like how they also give you the backstory of the same thing happened to Josh, and Josh has now passed it over to his child, to Dalton, um, is that it does typically happen in kids. It happened to me when I was a kid, and that's why I connected a lot with Insidious, especially the part where Josh finally pieces together what's actually happening to Dalton because he doesn't believe it at first. And then he's in his room. He kind of has that breakdown and he sees the pictures that Dalton has been drawing and he realizes what's happening. I used to have dreams that I would fly and I would pull my dad into my dreams. And it only happened a few times, maybe three or four that I can remember distinctly. They didn't happen ever again after that. Like I said, it a lot of Kids are more susceptible to using it. You you think of how innocent the mind of a child is during that time. So anytime you have movies like this, specifically with Insidious, that I like the fact that, you know, with the further, and if you have this gift and you can pull other things in, and not all of them are good, and, you know, you have the demonic element of being able to get in and wanting to be inside of you, and it particularly wanting to get inside children, because there's this vulnerability with children. They're there's an innocence. They, they haven't been corrupted quote unquote by the world yet. So, and, and they're still, I don't mean to make this sound gross, but they're still, they have an age. They're fresh to a demon. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. by the time, and we'll get more into that in the second one, because it tries to get inside Josh, but Josh is old. What is inside Josh, but Josh is older. So he's breaking down more. They want a kid because yeah. it's, yeah, you're younger. So the body isn't going to break down 
as much as it would into an adult or an older person. But um, that's why I really connected with the first movie is specifically in that scene because I had experiences like that um, where I would pull, I would leave my dream, I would fly, I would pull my dad in my dream. The next morning we would basically talk about having the exact same dream and probably I think by the second or third one we pretty well figured out that we were going inside each other's dreams but I was actually pulling him in like I would pull my dad into my dream that's so cool though it looking back it was pretty cool but then I watched Insidious and I was like oh my god that could have been so dangerous what the Before she saw I'm Insidious, so glad she was I didn't like, see oh my a God, red that's door. So cool. And then Insidious, she's like, what the fuck? So glad I didn't see a red door. So glad I didn't see I wouldn't have gone behind the fucking red door, first of all. I was too smart for a fucking kid. I wouldn't you, have gone. No, again. you're like, I've seen this movie. <laughs> oh, I know what happened. Mm-mm, no. I know what happens. I think that's one of the reasons why, too, you love Insidious so much. Like, I love get don't get me wrong, I love Insidious, but you have a personal connection to insidious that i don't have where i'm like insidious is fucking incredible but i'm not like yeah when that it's different it was crazy for me because i was like oh my god i used to do that i have never done that like that's (laughs) i am really sorry about that the one time i fucking forget to mute my goddamn computer Hopefully nobody was listening with their butt. Apologize. Um, little pop up there. But uh yeah, so once uh so basically like if you guys haven't already figured out, Dalton gets lost. He gets lost in a dream. And essentially the lipstick face demon is holding him hostage because he wants to enter his body. He's holding him in what they call the further. Um if you get too far or too lost you just kind of drift off into the further and that's where you're really in the spirit realm at that point. And if anyone that's dead knows you're alive and they hear you, you're like a magnet to them instantaneously because they want life again. God, can we talk about when he went into the further? When, when, uh, uh, Josh, when Josh went, went to in, get him. Went to get Dalton. And yeah. he was in the yeah. living room. And that faces were just like dead. And then they smiled really quick. Fuck that shit. That scene was terrifying. Their makeup looked a lot like Mary Shaw. Yeah. It reminded sure me did. so much of Mary Shaw. Sure which is a one silence. So great fucking movie. Um, yeah, that was a really scary, scary scene. It really was. Um before I forget, I did want to mention my Barbara Hershey story because I totally forgot. Oh, yes. I got halfway through the movie and I was like, um, I met Barbara Hershey. I literally forgot. Literally forgot. Just flat out forgot. And then she's there and I'm like, I met her. And you're like, oh my God, I forgot I met her. Like, what? Like, oh my God. Sweetest woman. Sweetest. I've heard very good things about her ever. She, um, so I took my niece, wasn't planning on meeting her, was in line to meet someone totally different. Don't even remember now. Uh, she was on. Wasn't it Millie? No, no. Oh, that's right. No, No, you went by yourself to meet her. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I don't honestly don't even remember. Uh, but. Apparently that didn't matter. It didn't at this point. Um, she was in, she was on that show one. Was it Once Upon a Time? Is that yeah, she is. Okay, so my niece loved. 
she tried to explain it to me. I was like, okay, Oh, you can't right. explain that show. I was like, okay. Unless well, you watch it. I'm like, well, I'm glad you like it. I'm never watching this. I'm sorry for anybody that likes it either. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if I offended anybody. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm never going to watch it. I'm literally never going to watch it ever, ever. But anyway. I've seen um, one season and I'm enough. So enough. she looks over and recognizes her. And Barbara Hershey makes contact, like eye contact with my niece. And like, waves her over and she starts walking away from a child don't walk away. <laughs> and then i turn around and realize who's calling for her and i'm like oh my god okay walk away from me <laughs> you're and, like fine, uh, girl. Get fine we go over there and she is just so sweet and patient and kind to my niece like just and then i start turning into an emotional wreck because I remember her from Beaches. Like, I'm very much aging myself. And then I'm, like, trying not to hear Bette Midler's wind beneath my wings in the back of my head. Because I start thinking about my mom. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to sob. And you're going to look like a fucking psycho. Don't do that right now. And I tell her about Beaches and about losing my mom. And my mom's name was Barbara. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is, like, I'm trying not to make a total fool out of myself. She could not have been the this oh my god she was an absolute gem of a woman took pictures with her didn't charge us anything didn't charge us a dime spent all that time talking with us it was such a magical moment i mean there there i i've guys i've between casper we've met so many celebrities but there are i have very few stories like that very few there are few that really touch magical moments where you're like Man, this was like lightning in a bottle. This, 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 this could not, this was almost like meant to happen in that moment. So yeah, I just, I, I will always respect Barbara Hershey forever till the day I die. That woman is, that woman is a, is an absolute gem. She is, I just love the fact that she was in this because she's only done like kind of a couple of horror things things um the one most significantly that she was in it was that story it's based on a real story i think it was called the entity where the woman was being raped by a ghost it was an actual story the a doctor was seeing her she wrote there was a book based on it and barbara hershey played the woman in the movie version so that that would kind of be considered horror um, i forgot she was in the black swan yeah she was She's also she in, was um, um Portman's mom Paradise Lost, Damien. Yep. So it looks like she hits a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Um. She, oh my god, I forgot about The Stranger Beside Me. I literally was, forgot all about that she movie. She was in something with Scott Wilson, too. Oh, Scott Wilson? Yeah, I know. That, that, oh. oh. <laughs> so that, that year was the last year I, I saw him. I met him three times. Me too. That was the last time. That, that year was the last time. Was- oh, I don't want to talk about it. <sighs> anyway, I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> I'll get, I'll get, I'll get all verklempt, and <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'm like, oh my god. So um, he goes into his dream. He goes into the further. He gets him out, and then yeah. at the end of the film, everything seems all hunky dory and happy. Oh, and- we should mention too, real quick. So Lynn Shay's character Elise comes in because she, uh, like we said, Josh had the same problem as a kid. She helped uh, Lorraine and Josh when Josh was a kid. So Lorraine called her to come in to help Dalton because the same happening. God, you know, I can't understand why everybody gets the Conjuring confused with Insidious. 
Because you it's got very Lorraine, easy, yeah. you got Patrick Wilson, you got James Wan. It's very easy <laughs> to get him confused. Even his, even his intros, which, uh, side note, um, if people aren't familiar with Dario Argento's work, uh, namely Suspiria, and there was a great uh, remake of that. Suspiria... Uh, that if if nobody's seen the remake of Suspiria it's with Dakota Johnson, it's incredible. But the original is really good. And the um, Dario Argento would do. He had these like one word titles. And Suspiria, uh, specifically in the original one, the way it popped up on the screen were these big red menacing letters like Suspiria. And he, when I first saw him do that with Insidious, I was like fucking genius. And it was like. <laughs> like the music was and crazy. It, and Suspiria did the exact same thing. If, if any of you know, if any of you are like cinephile like me, if any of you know, it does the same exact thing. And I and I've read later that was him paying homage to Dario Argento. And I was like, you are, dude. You just cease. You just every time. I think you couldn't get any better. You get better. I just want to. You get better. I just want to shake James Wan's hand. That's what uh, I want to do. That's it. That's all, that's all I want to do. do. And then of course Elise comes in with Specs and Tucker and. Look, I don't give a fuck, and I've read some people say they don't like Specs and Tucker, and you can go fuck yourselves. That's all I'm gonna say. People don't like those characters? I've heard that. I love those characters. Quite often throughout the years of these movies that people don't like Specs and Tucker, especially by the time it gets to the fourth one, and I'm like, Specs and Tucker is the comedic relief. You need them! They're perfect! Especially by the second one, it's just like in the conjuring when the police guy is the comedic relief. Like you gotta have. You needed to have him in the movie. Did a uh, what was it? Did a wind? Did a rush of wind do that to your face? (laughs) I'll take a guy with a gun any day. (laughs) Same. Um, So of course, uh, Elise is there. They need Josh to get him out. Josh does. But, um... You see him come face to face with the spirit that has haunted him as a kid. Yes. And he's screaming at her, leave me alone, leave me alone. It's an old woman in... Well, woman. Uh, Quote, unquote. In a... Basically in a black bridal Um, gown with a veil with this... With white hair and this crazy makeup. And he's screaming at her. And Dalton comes back. And you... And... Presumably Josh comes back and uh, everybody's happy. You think everything's great. Dalton's eating a big old plate of spaghetti. Like the poor um, dude is starving. starving. He hasn't eaten it. <laughs> and well, feeding too, besides feeding too. Right. Thing. And um, Elise pretty quickly on figures out that. Dude, Josh can we talk about that scene not- though? When he gives her that picture and his hand is like the old hand. I forgot how fucking terrifying that scene was watching this again. Because Rick, Rick watched it with me, and we were both like, that is so fucking... What's really scary is that very final scene when Renee, wa- when Renee walks in and sees Elise dead. So Josh chokes Elise. Elise dies at the end of... Spoiler alert. Elise dies at the end of the first one. And... They realize something's wrong. Renee walks in, sees Elise dead, picks up the camera, looks at the camera, and does that. (gasps) And he goes, I'm right here. And she turns around, and boom. I... (sighs) 
your chest is just like, what in the fuck? I was like, oh. <laughs> and then what, and then I totally forgot at the end of credits, that chick with the veil is there and she blows the candle out. Yep. That scared the fuck out of me because I forgot it was there. We were letting it run in the background, like didn't even think about it. Like we had just kind of started, you know, doing shit like I'm in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden I turn and look at the TV and I'm like, ah, close the candle out. She wasn't ready. Like, God damn it, I didn't fucking know. I totally forgot. So that's perfect segue into Insidious. What do you rate the first chapter one? two? What do you rate the um, first one? You know, I I mean, I guess IMDB was sort of fair giving it a 6.8, but I I don't. I, I think because it just this movie was at the time it came out was so unlike anything I had ever seen and was already a pretty big James Wan fan. And this like solidified it for me and just having that personal connection with it. Um, I give it an eight. I, I just, I, I think a set even close to a seven just doesn't do it justice. Maybe possibly even an 8.5, but definitely a solid eight. That's exactly what I was going to rate it an eight. Yeah, because I I just don't, I just don't feel like a a seven does it justice at all. It's I don't, too I don't good. So. It's yeah. just it's too good. It it, it is. really is. Everything like, about it is amazing. I don't. And again, it's it was original. I I, I have I never seen to be anything, honest with I you seen anything like that. I don't I think I've ever like seen a since. negative review of Insidious. I don't think I've ever seen of the first one. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a negative. Review I don't of know it. how you could. It was just it's brilliant. Just the whole thing of it's it's not the house that's haunted, it's your son. Just the, the whole Okay, funny story with Rose Byrne though. First thing I ever saw her in was X-Men First Class. Dead. And I was like, she's such a bitch in that movie. I and hate she, her. And, and then I saw this movie is. and I was like, oh, I actually like her. <laughs> I was like, she's kind of cool, actually. I like her. I'm over here like dead. I'm I'm seriously trying to think of the first thing I ever saw Rose. I I'm pretty sure it was X-Men First Class for me. For you I And then I saw her in Bridesmaids. You're such an ugly crier. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. No, not really. <laughs> oh my god, she's amazing in Bridesmaids. She is so good. She's so me. funny. Oh my god, she is in 28 weeks later. Um, excuse me, she's in Star Wars episode totally two. We forgot about that. Who the fuck? Oh my god, she, she is. is. I remember two. her. Yep. Well, that was probably the first thing I saw her in then. Yep. Um, that wow. is so she's funny. She's got a pretty extensive. Oh yeah, she's in 28 Weeks Later. Oh, she was in that movie Knowing. Oh my god. Fuck that movie. Fuck that movie to hell. Oh, that's the one with the. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Where it ended up being goddamn aliens. I was like, okay. You're like, what? Oh my god, I forgot she was in the turning. Wait, that's a different turning. Yeah, I was like, different. um, I don't remember her in the turning. Yeah, I don't remember the first thing I ever saw her in. I don't remember. It's so funny how, in this, like she's done since Insidious more comedic roles yeah she's she's like a range and it's it's just yeah because she's she's perfect her and patrick wilson together especially 
the dynamic between them in the first oh, movie. Yeah. Great. When she, oh my God, when he didn't, when he came home late and she found that thing, that handprint on Dalton's blanket and she's just like, you deal with this. She's like, you're not here. Like it was such a, like I would have, that's, oh my God, there's just so much about, that scene was so, it, you would have honestly believed that they were a real married couple. Oh like, yeah. Like there was really like, I need you to believe me. I need here's, you. Here's what fucks me up so much about Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga because in any role that they play outside of Ed and Lorraine, they're not Ed and Lorraine to me. Yeah. No. Like, it's it's so fucking weird. Like, I can watch Insidious. I can watch Bates Motel. I can watch uh, The Departed. I can watch literally anything that these people are in. And for some reason, when I watch them, they're not Ed and Lorraine to me. Well, like I told you, But my... when in, in The Conjuring films, right. they're not Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. They're Ed and Lorraine Warren. And I'm like... My mind cannot, like, it can't separate that. It's like, so weird. I told you, my introduction to him was, uh, ooh, God, I take it back. It wasn't Watchmen. It was Hard Candy. I was going to say, wasn't it that and, movie with Ellen uh, Page? I hated him. Uh, <laughs> but to his credit, if you, okay, to the ones who have seen that movie, you will understand why hating him makes him such a perfect actor because he plays exactly. that character incredibly, and that's too the credit of how amazing of an actor he is. If you haven't seen that movie, get the fuck on it and see Hard Candy. Jesus Christ, that movie is insanely amazing. That's all I'm going to say. Also Ellen Page. Also Ellen Page, and I still love her, and I found out she was gay, and I was like, yay! I still feel um, like an idiot because I want to call her Juno and everything. I'm like, yay. Juno. So then the second movie I saw him in was The Watchmen, which I loved. That movie's amazing. And then um, he did the movie with Kate Winslet. That was the next movie I saw him in, which, which was fucking incredible and very emotional. And I'm trying to find the name of it, and I don't even know why. It's I'm like, why aren't you on his filmography? I'm not making this it up. It probably is. It's just like a bajillion times. Um, that's a good movie. And then... So I'm already loving him. And then by the time it gets to Insidious, I'm just like, he is such a great fucking actor. Insidious came out before He's the Conjuring. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it so. did. Um, he was so, and uh, oh my God, another movie he's in that's really good is Bone Tomahawk. It's Bone Tomahawk. Okay. Bone Tomahawk has a really, really, really graphic kill scene that I still remember. It's great. And the tall grass was bad. Don't watch that. Little children. I only watched in the tall grass for him, and that little movie children, was not good. Little children is a great movie. It's not very that. emotional. It's not horror at all, but it's very emotional. Very. He's emotional. also in the Commuter with Vera Farmiga and Liam Neeson. He's also in Lakeview Terrace, which actually isn't a very good movie, but I just kind of like seeing him in an interracial relationship. Just gonna say. I mean, The Commuter wasn't a great movie either, but I was like, uh, Vera Farmiga, Liam Neeson, and Patrick Wilson. Also, Florence Pugh is in that. Look, you have reasons to see movies where they don't necessarily have to be a good movie, okay? You just have your own reasons. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I have certain actors and actresses, if they're in the film, I don't give a fuck what the film's about. I'm gonna see it. Thank you. I'm gonna see it. Thank you. Same. Same. And Patrick Wilson is one of them. Same. 
So IMDb gave chapter two a 6.6. Ooh. Very harsh. I disagree wholeheartedly. Yes, I disagree um, very highly with that. We have all of the original cast back. Um, now, though, we have a new character, and this guy is the reason why I changed my rating. Um, this guy is I the reason him. why. Steve Coulter, he plays, what was that character's name? Carl. How can we forget Carl? Um, he plays Carl in chapter two. If you guys don't remember him, he was Oh my God, Reg- he was Father Gordon. Yeah, he was Father Gordon in The Conjuring. I was like, he looks like the priest from The Conjuring. Yep. And he's like, I'll push it through myself. <laughs> I took my glasses off just now. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's Reg from The Walking Dead. Reg? What, Deanna's husband. Oh my god. <laughs> Who's Deanna? <laughs> How much did you... I mean, I started to kind of fall off uh, close to the end of... But but he was amazing as that character. I liked him as that character. Oh, I don't remember how he died. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about it. Anybody that's a Walking Dead fan, you're going to be like, Ugh! and I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up, but... We had to talk about it. We had to talk about it. Um, he's an amazing actor. He's incredible. I love him. I loved him in Insidious Chapter 2. I loved him so fucking much. I would he also was so really, great with Oh my god, he was in The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. My brain just was like, do you remember that guy who That's was That's why sitting? I said he's such a great <laughs> actor. He's been in so many different things. He's a, he's a brilliant character actor. I really want to see... He just embodies the role that he's in. I really want to see him do a con. You know, when that becomes a thing again. Can I also say, too, that... So, in the opening of Chapter 2, again, like we mentioned, there's the whole backstory with Josh Lambert and his mom, Lorraine, and Elise coming in when he's a child because he's been tormented tormented by this old lady in black, which we now have pretty well figured out from the end of the first one. Uh, is now in Josh. Josh brought her back from the further. He's still stuck there after bringing Dalton back. Um, the actress that played the young Elise was amazing. Did they... Because I'm telling you, did they put Lynn Shay's voice into her? I don't know if they did or not. Because I was like, that, that was really sounds strange. way unless too that, much like Unless her. that actress just really sounds like her or made herself sound like her. I haven't seen her in anything else. Um, I was trying to see if they were related, her but they're not. Lindsay, uh, Syme, Seem, S-E-I-M. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, but she nailed that. She was so good. She was so good. Like she I said, really it looked like her, was. sounded like her. Really did a great job on that. So we get, we get the whole backstory of what happened to Josh um, also, fun fact, the guy who plays young Josh plays young, can't think of his name, in Oculus. Tim. Tim. Young Tim. I just looked it up. He yep. plays young Tim in he Oculus. Does. Yep. He sure does. Got to work with James Wan and Mike Flanagan. I what a fucking dick. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my fucking favorite horror directors. Garrett Ryan. Jealous. If um, you work with Ari Aster or Jordan Peele, just fuck you. 
<laughs> you've hit gold and you can retire. <laughs> exactly. And never work again. Ever. And you'll be like 23 and retire. <laughs> God, I don't want to think about and that. Like it sex. makes me look back on oh my life. Oh my God, like, oh my I God. did. No. Look back, I'm like, hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you. I can't again. I can't look at it like that because I will start to get depressed. But um yep, we've got everybody back. Uh Josh is clearly not Josh. Um they've now moved into the home that Josh lived in when he was a kid, Lorraine's house, because obviously the police are doing a whole investigation. It's kind of amazing they because found two murdered. happens literally an hours within hours yeah. of the first yeah i mean real real close um that's why i'm glad they didn't take long there was three years in between the first one and chapter two so it really wasn't that long no. for the setup um the kids really hadn't grown much they still looked really young so that you know there really wasn't much time um so they're at Lorraine's house there's you know they're doing the whole police investigation because Elisa's you know murdered and that's when we find out, you know, the cops are like, who is this old woman on the camera? And that's when you figure out from the first one what Renee was looking at. And she realizes like, oh my fucking God. And then you realize not only did Elise know from looking at his hand when she, she took that picture for a reason, she knew that she, it, knew. she knew that Josh wasn't going to show up in that picture. And, um, of course, as soon as they're at Lorraine's house, things start happening. Things start happening. Um, well, it w do things start happening to Dalton first, or do they start happening to Renee first? I think there's the... It's Renee. Oh, no! Well, it's the baby, actually. Isn't it? Because he keeps trying to get baby. her attention. Yes. Josh is trying to get her attention. Oh, it's the baby toy. The baby toy. It's the baby toy. The baby toy thing yeah. happens. And he keeps telling Renee. And then something she happens. She keeps hearing the piano Something play. happens to his mom, mm -hmm. to remember. And he confronts her and goes, no, nothing's happening. You're not going to say anything to Renee because you're not going to mess with my family. Because mm -hmm. everything's fine now. And then Dalton tells, you know, his mom the dreams he's having. Like, he's starting to figure something out. Dude, can we? And then he says he hears his dad at night talking to someone in the bathroom. And it's like, what in the fuck? Can we talk about that scene, though, when she hears the piano playing? And then she comes in and there's no one there. And then Josh comes in and he's like, he says something. The and end. then he walks away. And then it cuts to Josh in Screaming. the Screaming. That was powerful. Well, because what was great about that scene is Renee pretty well knew throughout the whole movie that this was not her husband. I just think it's that unsettling look. Guys. She, she said it. She's I like, when even, I look into his eyes, I don't see a man that I recognize. I don't even. So what fucked me up is that at the end of the movie, you find out that her and Josh have been together for 12 years. And my husband and I have been together for 12 years. And let me tell you. If I had to look at my husband and know that's not my husband, I can't even imagine that feeling. I literally can't even imagine that feeling. Because the whole setup with that scene when she's like playing, she's like, I keep hearing this song. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, you don't know that song? He's like, no. That's my song for you. And he's just like, 
And she's like, wait a fucking minute. See, that would have, like, my husband and I have little things like that. Like, where I know that if he wasn't him, if I say that and he looks at me like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be like, you're, you're not him. You She's going to go him. all uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and be like, Ooh. Oh, I will. <laughs> um, I mean, that's so unsettling. Like, that yeah. was my whole thing through the whole movie is like, someone I love, someone that I've been with for over a decade and I know they're not them. That is so unsettling because you're, you feel so safe with this person and for the first time, you don't feel safe with them. You don't feel safe with them at all. You don't even know who they are. They look like them, but clearly they aren't them. And then over time throughout the movie, how Josh is really starting to break down. Like you are really, really, he just, he, he's aging. He looks terrible. The wrinkles, he's getting pastier. The lines around his mouth is. He's starting to look like Patrick. Yeah. Wasn't his name Patrick? Uh, the, the old, the old man. man. Yeah. Um, so by this time. Uh, also, by the way, what's her name is a uh, spirit? Um, Parker. Parker. It's Parker. What is her name? Elise. Elise. Elise is a spirit now. So, Tucker and Specs have gone to Elise's house to try to get information about Josh and what's going on. And uh, that's when they end up getting in contact with Carl, and uh, who you find out in the beginning there's a younger Carl that he was there doing the investigations with Elise. Um, and also, can we Josh. talk about how fucking cool that he uses dye for ghosts to communicate? Because I, I low-key want to do that. That was so too. cool, the scene with them. Like, just every, like, starting off at Elise's house, and then they Anytime get... Anytime they use the dye. They get Lorraine involved, and then they go to the hospital. And that's when you start figuring out this story about Parker Crane. hmm And uh, she goes to this... So Lorraine was a nurse. She was a nurse at this hospital. She took Josh to the hospital with her. There was this weird interaction with this patient, Parker Crane. And then the next day, he killed himself. And uh, they said that he castrated himself and then jumped out the window. And then as the movie goes along, you know, they end up finding his address, they go to the house, and then you pretty well figure out that Parker Crane is this woman in black that Josh has been tormented by that was actually a serial killer in real life during his life. And you find out that he was brutally abused by his mother. Can we talk about the woman that plays his mother, first of all? In real life, this woman is fucking gorgeous. But as his mother, I... She's she's, scary horrifying she's <laughs> absolutely horrifying oh my fucking god she's also in curse of chucky um wait hold hold she played on a she minute. plays the chick the the wife and she's cheating with the remember blew your fucking mind didn't i you just saw it now you know what i'm talking about right she's the Is lesbian a- yes <laughs> of course that's what i remember You're like she's the lesbian she's the gay <laughs> She's married to it's a man, curse. but she's the... Did I say curse You or said cult? cult. Curse. It was curse. curse. It was curse. She's um, the lesbian. So like I said, she's gorgeous in real life, but in this, in chapter two, in City Chapter Two, she's terrifying Also in curse, she's fucking... Fuck that bitch. Yeah, she's a, she's a bitch. She plays a bitch very well. She's, she's a, a bitch lesbian. She's a bitch in, in Insidious Chapter Two. Um, a bitch lesbian. Possibly, possibly some, some crazy lesbian vibes in Insidious Chapter Two. So she... 
basically convinces Parker that he's, a, she tried to raise him. And if you guys know, we've talked about this in other serial killers, like where the mothers make their sons dress up like a girl or like just house at the end of the street, just crazy shit that they did to their, and that shit really happens. Um, and she was like, your name is not Parker. Your name is Marilyn. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> let's, no. <laughs> what? Makes him wear a wig and a dress. I'm like, like oh she God, fucked no him wonder up he so much to the up. point where he that was his persona. Like his his killer was a woman because that was his persona. That's what his mother and his made mother him made do. him kill. His mother made him kill. So then you find out that this voice that Josh is Parker Crane is in Josh. And you find out that this voice that Josh is consistently talking to is mother telling him that if, you know, if you don't kill, your body is going to break down. It's just like, fucking Norman Bates. Yeah, your your body is just going to, you know, give way. Um, so then there's a scene in the, so don't they get attacked by the mother? Yeah, they get attacked by the mother and that's when they roll the die and they were like, this isn't, uh, Elise isn't, it said no. Um... And then they find out it's the mother, and then basically everything's coming to a head because um, they figured out that Josh isn't Josh. The mother has attacked Renee. Yeah, knocks she, her yeah. out when they're and, at um, and then Dal- house. God love Dalton. He's like, I can help him. I can bring Daddy back. So he's fucking pat. First of all, well, when the two how boys- can you fucking go to sleep during this situation? I kids, I I guess that's a thing with kids. They can just fall asleep at the He's fucking like, drop of a hat. Sleep, and I'm like, bitch, I, I'd be like this. I could, I'd be <laughs> wide motherfucking awake with all that shit going on. I have no idea. I would know. Um, so we should say that they try to do this whole setup. Lorraine lures Renee away from the house. She explains to her what's going on. Carl, Specs, and Tucker go back to the house. They Their plan is that they're going to inject Josh with a tranquilizer and try to get Parker Crane out, get Josh back. Um, the whole thing goes fucking haywire because he figures it out. He knocks Carl out. He injects it into Tucker. He knocks Specs out. The whole thing goes crazy. Um, so that's when... Renee and Lorraine and the kids get back and then Josh starts attacking them. Lorraine's locked in a room. Uh, the kids are in the basement with Renee and, you know, like we say, Dalton's like, I can help him. Uh, and then they, he does eventually pull him back. They, they get Lorraine's help. Lorraine or, uh, Elise shows up Well, who in the further, I should say. I literally forget who basically killed the mother. And that's what, brought Parker out of him. Someone killed mother. Was it Carl? No, it wasn't Carl. I thought it was Elise. It was. When Elise showed up. It was Elise. Up. Yeah, it was Elise. Yeah. When so Elise when Elise did up. that, yeah. it took Parker out right. right before he was about to kill uh Because Dalton. she made the connection yeah. with Parker as a little boy. Yep. That's how she had to do it. You know, get get yeah. out of this control of your mother, uh, and that's what. That's and then what he came back. Did. Oh God! In that scene, I and love that scene. She's like, he's like, I was trying to play your song. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and she's like, I knew somebody. When she looked at him in the eye, too, oh, she, you could tell she recognized him. And I she's was like, like oh. she's like, Mom, it's him, it's him. And he's like, she's like, give him a second. Oh God! And then Tucker comes busting through the wall at. 
After he's been tranquilized for like 45 minutes. <laughs> he's like ready to go and they're all like, yeah, dude, we're we're done. Like, this is done. We're we're done. Like, no, we're done. We're we're done. We're done. This is over. Um, so what do you rate to? Well, I'm gonna say right now a six point six is fucking hard. A six point six is not correct. I definitely do not <laughs> give not a correct. six point six. Um so if I gave the first one an eight, I I have to give this an eight and a half. I, I have to. I have to give this one an eight and a half. It's an eight and a half for me. This one was so fucking good. And it it just tied in and cleared up there were so many little nuances that that really cleared up a lot of what happened in the first one and tied in together so perfectly and they uh, really tied in together so well i love carl's character i mean i know you you don't see him much but um that character i just feel like is really special I really feel like that character special, and I and I love the scenes between him and Elise, and I love that he came back because Elise is like, nope, you're not, you're not ready to go. She's like, when you hugged me, I felt your heart beating. I know you're still alive. <laughs> and just like that, that's exactly, that's exactly the way she said it too. So I guess they decided in Insidious three to go backwards. Because pretty much, Which actually, did. I'm glad they did From that three because to you four, couldn't do anything else with the with so the Lambert family. It was like, like one and two, and then three and four were basically like prequels. It's like three and four went way back. Went but what's even more weird is that three was technically before four, which also the timeline in four was before any of them except for. No, because she mentions she. Nope. Because she mentions that Brenner girl in four. That's what I'm she, saying. Three happened before four. Oh my god, I thought you said four happened. Never mind. Oh my god, I'm so screwed up. <laughs> it's because three, she met Specs and Tucker. That, yeah. And in four, they were already in business they were together. All, okay. But I was saying, like, the story of four there really... happened before any of them exactly even though four didn't right. like the timelines of this fuckery it, it really does <laughs> and and going back and watching them all over again like in secession is really the best thing to do because the timeline really gets, it's literally it gets, paranormal activity it gets it's screwy. like what the fuck it gets very screwy. <laughs> um so we're we're 2015 now with insidious chapter three uh ooh, 6.1 imdb again um, not not correct yeah, a lot of people did not pick this movie. Um, I didn't like it the first time I saw it, I would like to say, but I, I take it back now. I think it's great. You're like, I totally take it back. Totally I mean, I didn't I like Hereditary the first time I, I saw it either, it and I'm Some, obsessed with it now. Certain movies, you you gotta get a second watch. There's just there's just certain movies out there where you just have to get a second watch. Um, so this movie, obviously, we're... I think we pretty well exhausted what we needed to do with the Lambert family. They've, they've, they're good. Um, so at this point, Elise is, this is after Josh, but before Dalton, um, she's decided to retire. What? Listen, I was like, what in the, the hell girl just happened? That plays Quinn. I'm sorry, but I literally have been trying to figure out where I knew her from. And I just figured out that it's from the Girls Like Girls music video by Haley Cuoco. Wow. Kyoko. 
she's in Insidious 3. She's the main girl yeah, in Insidious 3. Well, no, Haley Kiyoko is in Insidious 3. She's her friend. Oh my god, she is her friend. Oh my god! Lesbian Jesus is her friend. <laughs> That's why she looks familiar. You're like, I can't. You're like, I literally can't. I need a moment. <laughs> That's hilarious, by the way. I, I, you're just like, no. And I'm like, no. I'm literally like, why did like, she look what? so familiar? Then why did the friend look so familiar? And then I'm like, oh my God, she's in Haley Kyoko's video. And then you're like, well, her friend. But... Oh my God. You're like, I can't. <laughs> It's all catching up to me. I'm trying. Lesbian Jesus. <laughs> That's amazing. That's literally her nickname. You know. Oh, that, it's right? funny. Well, it's. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Oh, of course. That you know that little scene where they're like, they're sitting there on the street together, and those guys call them lesbians, and she's like, "Walk away, boys." Why? And it's like, well, I mean, she is a lesbian. Well, now I don't think she had come out. Now I'm like, <laughs> like what? I love Haley Kyoko. Um, yeah. And I'm so mad at myself. It's okay. Well, you're, of course she had her in her music video because she fucking knew her from Insidious. What the hell? You're forgiven. You are forgiven. <laughs> it's okay. She might even be gay too. I don't fucking know anything anymore. Who knows? Hey. What are labels anymore, you know? Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, so. We've got a whole new family, uh, the Brenners, basically, we'll call them. Um, Quinn goes to Elise. By this time, Elise has retired. We find out that uh, Elise's husband killed himself, and she's lived alone. She's decided she doesn't want to do this work anymore, but Quinn is desperate. She's lost her mom to cancer a couple years back and she really wants to communicate with her and uh, also she already thinks her mom's been trying to been reach communicating out yeah. with her um so this movie uh i was a mess through this entire movie uh it starts off <laughs> with her saying i lost my mom two years ago to cancer and by that time i had lost my mom two years ago to cancer so from the start of the seriously movie, this whole I fucking like, series this whole fucking series <laughs> has been a goddamn mess for me can i just tell you guys <laughs> this whole series i was like what are you're you like doing listen james one can you not fucking follow my life please this was me with mike flanagan in the haunting of hill house like in the haunting of hall house exactly all of that and i'm like sir <laughs> What are you doing to me? Um, like what I, I, I'm, I can't, I literally can't. So I was about, so we saw this in theaters. My poor husband was like, Oh my God, she's going to be a mess. And I was, I was literally in between emotional sobs and ready to jump out of my skin. This entire movie, like terrif, like in between terrified and very emotional, like through this entire. I was just, movie. yeah. I was, I was a hot mess. I was a, just a total mess through this whole movie. Um, so Quinn is being raised by her dad at this point, since her mom is dead. Uh, Elise basically told she kind of gets glimpses of her mom, and um, but decides not to help her. It's because and something else is she overpowering the mother. Yeah. And she basically tells her, and, you know, if you call, if you call out to the dead, to dead they, they, all hear they all you. hear you. And 
So by the time this, so like this movie pretty well solidified in me. Like, you know what? As much as I would love to talk to my mom again and see my mom again. Nope. To anyone using a Ouija board, when you call out to the dead, everything hears you. I didn't say everyone. I said everything. everything. People really, (laughs) you, you can't always believe that because there's one person that you want to communicate with, that that's the only person that's going to hear you. Like, there's a lot of people that have died that don't know they're dead, um, know they're dead and don't want to be dead. They want to come back. Uh, they don't understand. They're confused. They're angry. So they they hear life calling out. They want to come through and they may come through a lot stronger than your relative or your relative may have just passed on and they're fine and they're so over that ethereal plane and just live with the comfort of knowing that they're okay because a it's Luigi just, board <laughs> a Luigi board a Luigi board wah wag board wah wag board nailed it <laughs> I have no desire you guys already know my my Luigi board story so there will be the none Luigi of, board none of that in this home. The Luigi board? Now I can't even fucking. I can't even. A quiche board. I can't even. That's what. A quiche. A quiche. How do you get quiche? Wah. Wah wag board. That's what I was trying. That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to say wah wag board. And it was not coming out. Also, funny story about that word. When Ouija came out, uh, me and my friend went to go see it. And I walked up to the girl and I was like, can I have two tickets for Auja, please? Dead. Uh, she was a teenager. She looked at me and I looked at her. She's thoroughly confused. And she was like, what? And I was like, can I get two tickets for Auja? And she's like, she literally turned and looked at the screen. And she's like, and I was like, Ouija. The movie Ouija. I know I'm saying Alja. It looks like Alja. I was trying to be fun. Just two tickets, please. Give me the fucking <laughs> ticket. She was not having it. Poor Specs. She's psychic. We're psychic. Okay, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. She's psychic. We're sidekicks. No one laughed, and I was like, that's really witty. I like it. Oh my god. I was like, he's trying so hard. It's actually funny. Can we talk about the scene though where she knocks on the Sorry, I know that one's in the fourth one. Sorry, we're jumping ahead. But um... when she knocks on the on the bedroom wall and it knocks back and then she finds out that her neighbor is not home. No. And then she's in cl- And then she's obviously freaked out. She rolls over, and then a fucking arm comes yep. from the ceiling. Nope. nope. Don't want none of that. And I was like, oh, this is all after she's been hit by a car and yeah. is literally paralyzed from the legs down for the time. Well, she's not paralyzed, but she's hurt. Like, she can't walk. So there was a really creepy scene in between that. She goes to this audition, to this this uh, theater college she wants to go to. Oh, fun fact. Totally forgot about this. The director of the theater college that she wants to go to that she has to audition in front of is fucking James Wan. Totally forgot about that. Until I watched this again, I was like, is that James Wan? Bitch, I'm still over here mind blown about Haley (laughs) Kyoko. I'm fucked up. James Wan. She (laughs) sees something waving, someone waving at her. And she thinks that's her mom waving at her. It is, though. 
and no, her mom was in the audience, but that was not. Her oh, that's mom. right. Maybe no, she was her. in the audience. Yeah. That's right. No, but I she, fucked up. Never mind. Yep, that was not. That was not her. That was creepy. It wasn't her. It was creepy. Creepy <laughs> the guy. Like <laughs> that guy can't fucking breathe. Guy. Fucking tar feet. We're gonna call him tar feet. We're gonna call him tar feet. <laughs> His tar so she nails her, or she totally fails her audition. She did not get it at all. She bricked. Couldn't do it. Um, and that's when she's talking to lesbian Jesus. Um, and Y'all, then my mind is still fucked right now. After like, that, she sees Tarfeet waving at her again and gets hit by the, the fucking God, car. she did she get hit by that car? Like, hard as fuck. Like, I realized <laughs> she was standing in the middle of the road, but that guy was clearly drunk and fucking speeding because I'm like... That was like a residential area. You didn't 25 see, you didn't be. see her... You didn't see her. And there were no were, other cars on the and fucking... And if you were driving, if you weren't fucking speeding, you would have had enough time to hit your brakes and not fucking slam into this poor girl. God almighty. Unless the demon possessed the person to slam Who into her. Who knows? Because you, you kind of start to wonder if that's a part of the whole plan. Because at that point, she is just fully susceptible to this thing. And she really starts experiencing it more and mm-hmm. more and more and more and more. Well, the really freaked out part was uh, the older black lady. Remember? Everybody thought she was crazy. I her. Or she and was she amazing. said some really important shit. And it's on the tag poster. Remember when the original tag poster came out and there was like, there's a man in your wall. He's in your room right now. I the hear man in the vents. The man in the vents. And you're reading it on the tag phone. And you're like, what in the fuck is this? And then you see the movie and you hear her saying that. And you're like, what is happening? (laughs) What is happening right now? And clearly that old woman was not crazy. No. Like, she definitely had dementia. But there were things. She knew what she was talking about. She, you know, I, I fully believe that when elderly are at that point that their mind maybe gone from us but it's in another plane that mm-hmm. we can't see and I that that, that was a prime example because she knew mm-hmm. she knew what was going on it, it, with that with that old man and everything she clearly knew what was going on um so once we get to the scene where she's really at that point just almost completely gone is uh who calls elise does her dad elise has a dream about the house that's right and uh knows that she needs to help that's right because specs and tucker at this point they basically have like a youtube show and her brother found it spectral sightings that's total bullshit they they aren't actually getting ghosts at all and quinn's little brother was a fan of the show and she's like, oh, we can get these guys to help. We can get these guys to help. And their poor dad is just like, I don't even know what to do at this point. Like, I'm so frazzled. And he's just like, whatever. And uh, she fucking stands up. These guys were not like, prepared no. at all. Because she stands up with the cast on, starts breaking them off. And yeah, it just, oh my God, that fucking scene. It's Actually, insane. that no, that didn't happen yet. I'm sorry. Was that, that, when, Elise, was, that, was, that was when Elise, Elise was, was there. there? That was when Elise was there. Because that's when it was bad. That's when it was like, yeah, that's it's when getting a hold of really, her. Really, really, really Which bad. can we talk about her and the fucking further 
where she was like not fully there yet and it was like her face was gone. When she wasn't and, like, fully formed and she had like a stub oh, and was like this weird thing I with like, like no eyes like crawling nope. and I was like okay absolutely fucking not. Mm-mm. And it was ho- it was literally holding her. Ah! No, I was like, Mm-mm. oh no, no, oh. no! I didn't like any oh. of that. Like, oh god, uh. no! I didn't like any of that at all. Um, that scene with Elise and her husband was so well. Obviously, it wasn't her husband, but that scene was so that sad. Was sad. That was so. so Elise goes sad. into the further to try to get um, Quinn back, and as soon as she gets there, the first person she sees is her quote unquote husband. Which she realizes in her isn't her husband because he's like you should kill yourself basically. She's like yeah, he and she's like yeah, he would never ask him to do that. So do he that. ends up being the ma- the masked demon, Tarfeet. Um, Tarfeet, and um, so Elise finds Quinn's body that's like in further but not fully there yet, and um, she's basically trying to help her come back, and. I y- y'all listen. I we know. We should actually mention even before that. This is where we get the tie-in from the Lamberts. Is Elise has been tormented by that lady in black even before that. There mm-hmm. was a spirit that was telling her that I'm gonna kill you. She said, yeah. "I know there's been a spirit that's been out to kill me that has told me that." Oh, now I remember what happened. When was it? Oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of a different one. But um, when they all just morph together. Yeah. When I know <laughs> it's like all the movies are just drifting together. But um, yeah, that's where we get the tie-in mm-hmm. of the Bride in Black because she's she's she has seen her ever since she did the investigation with Josh, like. When he was little. Yeah. yeah. Like, she never got rid of Parker. He was... She got rid of Parker from Josh temporarily, but Parker has wanted to kill her ever since. Like, mm-hmm. like bitch, I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like, that's, that's yep. like, been his... Been his goal ever since. Because Josh, he felt like, was gonna be his way in. So that's when we get that tie-in when Elise is in the further trying to find Quinn is when she sees Brian Black. She finally you know, pushes her off. And in my head, I'm like, not now, bitch. Like that was awesome though. That was, I loved that scene. Cause it, it it was almost like this weird redemption, even though, you know, that we, we lost Elise ultimately, like the bride in black did win, you know, cause there was sort of that scene at the very end, but also think, not because she like she, she defeated she the did she did so defeat ultimately her. defeated her like Elise but but Elise did make that point and I think it was at the end of the third one when she said you know we all we all die like mm-hmm. it's you know it's something that happens to to all of us and it's like she has accepted that it it will ultimately happen to her too but again you're right like the bride in black didn't win she didn't she thought she did but she didn't she got her she ultimately got her. Um, so when they think they brought Quinn back, they didn't. And what, and then again, here's me sobbing again. What ultimately did help bring Quinn back was her mom. That, finally came me, I cried. Oh, I was a mess. <laughs> Especially, okay, listen. I was a fucking hot mess. When they were all sitting there and they were all hugging and everything. And fucking Elise goes, 
someone here wants to talk to yeah, you. There's yeah. someone else yeah. with us I right was a mess. Now. I was a mess. I was like, <laughs> yep. she's in the, she's in the yep. doorway. Because <laughs> it's, it's so... It's so amazing to me. Like, that whole scene where her mom has her hand just in in with them, trying to pull Quinn back. Yeah, I was sobbing. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was a hot fucking mess. But that's when she tells her, like, your mom has been there with you the whole time. She was at your audition. She was sitting there right in the audience that she had been there with yeah. her the whole time. So, oh uh, my God. Yeah. I was a mess. I was a literal hot mess. So we, uh, end with the Brenner family being back together and good and wholesome and, um, Tux or Tux. That's a terrible nickname. <laughs> Tucker and Specs. Uh, Tucker, and, Tucker and Specs and Elise are finally this, this team together and they're so adorable she's like i think you guys should wear suits she's like walk me to my car <laughs> um i want to me- i'm so again my friends okay my friends have met patrick wilson and lynn shay and i hate them both i don't want to talk about it i would love to meet lynn not shay. to mention at the same time they also met kate siegel so you know what <laughs> I love you guys, but I hate you guys. Um, that was the same time they got that video from me from Kate. That was really sweet. I though. literally got that video and I opened it up and I was like, "Is that motherfucking? That's Kate? Oh my god, that's Kate Siegel. I'm gonna need a minute. I can't even very, watch it. I was, was like, I can't even watch it. I literally didn't watch it for a solid like ten minutes because I was like, I can't watch. This. Like I know what's coming and I just need some fucking time. She told me that I'm taking care of their dog was a very important job and I was like, it is, bitch. Aww. I'm just kidding. I love her so much. No, that was really sweet. That was, I, awesome. that was so nice of her. So we end on Elise in her home, uh, basically realizing that this is her calling at this point, that this is what she's going to do. And uh, she walks into her bedroom. She sees her dog. Her dog's name is Warren. Love it. There's so much that ties back into Ed Lorraine Warren. with all of this. It's amazing. Well, it's like you even watch um, Insidious and... Her as um, Elise is a lot reminds of me of Lorraine Warren, and yeah. I'm like Josh's mom is named Lorraine, and the dog's, dog's name's Warren. Warren. It's perfect. She walks into her bedroom. Her husband's vest is laying there on the bed, and there's this really sweet moment. She said, "I miss you too." And then I was like, "I'm gonna, I, I can't. I, I literally can't." And then, mother fucking lipstick demon. He's back. Motherfucker. She didn't tiptoe to, to she didn't tiptoe through the tulips for him. So I know. he was mad about it. I know. You can't really tiptoe. He has hooves. Well how he, he didn't hove ho. How is he gonna hoof? Hove ho. <laughs> How's he gonna tiptoe with the hooves? With well the that's hooves. what the Oh, that was the tiptoeing. That's the tiptoeing. Got it. Because it's cloppy. I it's got like it. It would be more be more cloppy. Like Clippy that. Clop. Just like that. Smacking on my leg. I don't know why the fuck I just did. I was trying to demonstrate a clop. <laughs> you were trying, but there was more like smack. It wasn't really much. Of I a realized clop. what I was doing, and I was like, "What in the fuck am I doing?" Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm so glad you guys listen to us. So Miss Clippity Clop over here. So glad you guys listen to us. Um. So what are you rating? Rating for three. Um. Okay, so a six point one is very harsh. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna give it, and I, I, I have to on more personal reasons because it did have a very personal connection to me. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I would have settled on a seven otherwise, but I'm gonna give it a seven point five only just, because I had the emotional tie to it. It's for a me. seven for me. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have the whole mom me. thing. I was just like, oh. <laughs> Like, from the start of the movie when she's like, my mom died. I kind of want to give it a 7.5 because Haley Kyoko's in it. <laughs> You're like, lesbian Jesus is in it? I kind of want to give and it. And the fact that the girl that was in her music video was You're in like, 7.5 special mention to lesbian Jesus. Otherwise, it's because six. lesbian Jesus. But otherwise, it's a 7. But 0.5 goes to her. That's fair. I say that is totally fair. Um, so we have moved on to the final chapter. Maybe, we don't know. Uh, but at least for now, the final chapter was Insidious 4. At also. least for now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My face was like... You literally were like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so, cha- it actually isn't even called chapter four, but it is the fourth in the series. It's Insidious the Last Key. Uh... This one came out in 2018, so this is the newest one. Um, 5.7 on IMDb. Mm. All right, folks. Yeah, I can... We're not feeling it on this one. Um, I legit thought for the longest time that the woman that played Elise's mother was the woman from um, Oculus that played the mother. I don't know why I thought that, because they looked so similar. They do look very... They do look similar. But yeah. it's not, it's not, no. it's not her. No. Um, so again, the casting, can we, so can we talk about the beginning can we talk with about the kids, the... with oh, the yeah. young Elise, the little girl, her name is Ava Colker. She looks so much. I mean, that was perfect casting. Okay. She actually looks <laughs> identical to the chick who played young, her Let's older, a little bit older now. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Her older now. Um, so by this time, this would be after three. Uh, oh my God, she's a Disney girl. Specs, Tucker, and Elise are all together. But it starts off, which this is this. So this is the part of the movie that I really, really liked is getting this backstory of Elise. Because obviously we know that there's got to be some kind of backstory with Elise with these, I guess, quote unquote powers, if you want to call it that. Um, and we see that she, her, so was he a, I guess he would have been a guard at the prison. I believe so. So they lived in a house in New Mexico, literally right next to a prison. Her father was a guard and it was like at night when they would do executions, the, the lights would flicker off and on, like they could actually hear it. And that's when you realize as a child that she has that gift. Cause she even knew the name of the man that was executed. Um, her mom tells her later, you know, I know you have a gift, but your father doesn't understand it. Uh, because later on in the movie, she sees a ghost and it scares her little brother and her dad beats her. Like he just, Oh my God. That's understand. that, that scene, was scene when really he took horrible. her and her, and her mom was screaming. She's like, if you just me. say no, she's like, if you just say no, if you just say no. And she's like, 
are there ghosts? And he goes, she goes, yes, daddy, they're everywhere. They're all around us. They're all over this also, house. Also, you know what makes me really sad is the guy that plays her dad plays JJ's husband in Criminal Minds. And I love him in Criminal Minds so fucking much. You know what, though? This actor has played some bad guys and he he he's good at he it he may have been a good guy in criminal minds but he has played a bad guy in quite a number he's of good things at it. and he is very good at it um he was on the punisher series that was on netflix he was a bad guy in that um he was a bad guy in the dark knight uh he was in the collection oh my he god was he was in the collection yep who the fuck was he in the dark knight uh bars Barsad, Barsad. He was one of, uh... Oh, The Dark Knight the, Rises. Yeah, yeah, Dark okay. Knight Rises. I don't sorry. remember that movie as well. Yeah, the, uh, Bane, one of his guy, I guess. I've seen The Dark Knight over 80 right, times. That's right. why I was like, how did I, I was, miss I'm him? sorry, I was like, Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> yeah. So he, he plays a bad guy very well. Um, so the casting was, was good, was good there, uh... So we we pretty well see what happens to her in her past in this home. There's a door, a red door, again, mm-hmm. um, in the basement where her father locked her in. And there's a key. And she basically feels as though, I mean, she was a child. It, it She was innocent. She didn't know. But she unlocked this door. And this was not the door unlocked. And whatever she brought through ended up killing her mother. And, like immediately. Uh, yeah. It it <laughs> happens very early on. And uh her father finds her, finds the mother. Yep. And loses uh, his so shit and she runs away. Up. Um Oh no, she doesn't run away. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Uh so you it's base so Elise is basically having a dream about her childhood, but that mm-hmm. was the introduction to what happened to her as a kid. And uh, later on, Specs and Tucker get a phone call from a man and come to find out he lives in the exact same house that she grew up in. And that's when she she decides not to go, but then ultimately changes her mind because she tells Specs and Tucker what happened to her as a kid. She's like, I don't call it a home. She's like, it was a house, the house I grew up in. She's like, I don't call it a home because it definitely wasn't a home. And then that's when she tells them the story when she ultimately left because there's a whole story. She has a younger brother and there's a whole story with her younger brother, how she, you know, he basically decided to disown her because their father was a monster after that. I mean, he was. And you find out later though, that there were kind of other things going on to why he just got worse, but she just finally couldn't take it. By the time she was in her teens, um, there was another experience where she thought she saw a ghost and her dad shows up and she's like, you are not going to beat me again. And she just ran off and left. She's like, I, I just can't do this anymore. Um, so I guess in some ways she felt like she had to just put her past to rest to go back to this home and not only help this guy that's moved in, but put some of her past to rest and maybe even finally see her brother again. So they go to the house and they start investigating, and... Well, before uh, they do, though, she runs into someone she thought she knew at that diner. And she said, you look just like somebody I knew when I was younger. And it ends up being her niece. Yeah, because he didn't tell... So she does see her brother, and, you know, that was She has two nieces, and he never told them about her. 
he sees her and then he's like, basically, fuck you. And then you don't see him again. And then, um, then that's when they well, go Well, this to actually house. happens after. Because they've like, already, no, 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 they've already gone to the house. Because she got that picture of the whistle. Remember her brother? That was after. Nope. Her brother had the well, whistle. you did just watch it today. I was going to say, I literally, I literally just watched it today. Happens, like, I, I thought it was like, it's swore, so fresh in my memory. Well, I I'll tell you. I swore that I remembered her, the younger girl showing up later. I remember the whistle thing. Well, this is why I'm bringing the whistle thing back into play. Because they went there first. And she goes into her old bedroom. Because that's where the guy's saying a lot of the activity is. And she finds that's right. that whistle. That's right. And it was the whistle that their mother gave their little brother. And he lost it mm-hmm. on one of the nights that there was one of the ghosts showed up. Yeah. So they, because she's uh, filming everything and Specs and Tucker are getting footage of everything. She found the whistle, but then the ghost shows up and takes the whistle back. Right. So they have this still picture of the whistle Mm -hmm. and that was basically what she was going to try to give to her brother is like a peace offering just to show them something so they meet at the diner and she's like do i look okay and these two girls walk in and that's when she realizes like oh my god they're my nieces and then her brother walks in her brother's like nope i don't want to have anything to do with you 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 terrified me as a kid and then you left me with a real monster and and when you think about it, I I he's can right. I can kind of get why he's upset with her, even though it it wasn't her fault. But right, you get it. it. He was a kid. She was a kid. It's it's just a lot. You don't understand it as a child when you grow older and you're still holding on to these resentments. And clearly, he was. Well, he left. The two nieces walk up to her and they go, you know, he never talked about his childhood. Thank you so much. We're so happy to meet you. Um. Specs and Tucker are making absolute fools out of themselves, flirting with these girls. And I'm literally the whole time I'm going, just shut up, shut up, just stop talking. Literally, just, just poor Specs just just kept. And I'm like, oh my god, just literally stop talking. <laughs> like it was so brutal. Like I felt so bad for him. I'm like, oh my god, just stop talking. So like you're not helping, sir. So they go. Um, so Elise goes, please give this to your dad. I, I want him to see this. And that's when she gives them the still picture right, yep. of the whistle. Because they're like, well, maybe this will get him to, you know, believe me. Because I found our mom's whistle. Is that when whistle. one of them say, you know, I see things too? That was after. That was after. What are fucking names? Imogene was the oldest. Imogene was the one that was seeing things just, oh, okay. yeah, just like yep. Elise. And then it was Melissa, Melissa was the youngest one. Um, so she gives, they, the girls at some point give him the picture. They go back to the house and that's when they realize that uh, Mr. Garza, the guy that owns the house now that Elise grew up in, has been possessed by this demon that she let out that has these keys for fingers, which is why we get the last key name. And he's been possessed by this demon. And what she thought was a spirit was actually a girl that this guy had chained up in the basement. And he finds out and he starts freaking out and he goes, I told you to just get rid of the ghost. Like, why couldn't you? And then that's when you you realize later on that this demon has been possessing everyone that comes into this house and trying to kidnap girls. Like, clearly this demon was maybe a murderer in another life or who knows, but he's just been, he's been possessing everybody that comes into that home. 
later you find out her own father he yeah. was doing the same thing he was kidnapping girls because the ghost that she thought she saw as a teenager that ultimately made her run away was not a ghost it was a girl that escaped from the basement her dad was doing the exact same thing garza was doing which is because crazy because it actually ended her. up being a ghost a, yeah and when she was older yeah. it led her to the girl who was chained up chained up in the basement so they uh specs comes in he kills the guy drops the big like arm war thing on his crushed his fucking head and uh calls the police and then the police show up and uh they're questioning at the police station and then it's late it's earlier the next day and that's when you see her brother and imogene and melissa break into the house because he's like i've got to find this whistle now that i know the whistle's in this house i've got to find this whistle and i i get it because it was his mom and the girls are like dad we shouldn't do this yada 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 so then everything goes south they end up in the basement when melissa does homeboy with the key fingers gets her homeboy with the key i literally don't know fingers and tarfoot yep there you go and darth maul it's your boy key fingers and darth maul it's your boy key Key fingers fingers. (laughs) well he's actually he's billed as key face is what he's called okay key face um and can we also say that he's played by harvey harvey botet who fucking terrified me and mama can we just talk about so real quickly harvey harvey oh he does he play mama he plays mama Mama was terrifying. So Javier Botet has a disorder called Marfan syndrome. And if people aren't familiar with what Marfan syndrome is, if you look it up, essentially what it does is it makes you, it affects your limbs. It makes your arms look very longer than what they are. Your fingers look longer than what they are. And if any of you have seen Mama, you'll know what we're talking about. Like those are the hobo in it. Yeah. I'm fucked up. Yeah, he's the crooked man in The Conjuring 2. That I can see. So those long limbs that you see in, in those characters, that is not CGI. His body actually looks like that. And he can contort himself. Their skin is bendable. This is all a part of this disorder that he has. So those long fingers that you see in Mama, like reaching out to you, that's not CGI. That's not makeup. That's his fingers. Like, he was Slender Man and Slender Man he's, too. He's tall and skinny and has the long limbs. So he's just incredible as any type of horror character like that. Because there's very little uh, makeup uh, that, or CGI that you have to do to his body. Because he has those really creepy long li- I urge people to watch behind the scenes of mama like when they were filming behind the scenes oh my god it is the scare it is the most horror it is stuff of nightmares the way you see harvey harvey botet like bend his body and start moving towards the camera with his arms and fingers no. wearing that dress i thought i was like okay i i literally can't mama is a second chance i didn't like it terrifying i didn't like it it is terrifying and the ending made me sad but it is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> but it is terrible. Um, and Jessica Chastain is really hot. She's black hair and she's tattoos. That's oh, yeah, I'm giving it another chance. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Hot as fuck in that movie. Did anyway. you see my reaction? I was like, you're like, what? <laughs> Jessica Chastain, what's happening? Um, I've seen Mama once. It's, and it was years ago. Oh, my ago. God, it scared me so bad. I need to watch bad. it again. It scared me so fucking bad. 
So Keyface, um, he attacks Melissa and basically takes her and uh, I guess into the further or whatever you want to call it at that point. He takes her. Um, while Elise is being questioned, she has a vision. So she immediately knows something's wrong. She rushes out of there. She runs back to the house. Imogene's like, how did you know something was wrong with her? And they find her in the basement unconscious. They rush her to the hospital. Imogene's like, nope, I'm going to stay. I can help. And that's when she tells Elise, I have, I I can see I things see too. I see things too. And she tells her like when she was a little girl and stuff that happened. So she stays behind. Dad goes to the hospital, or Elise's brother, goes to the hospital, and Imogene and Elise and Spex and Tucker stay behind to fight Keyface. Um, so that was pretty cool, because you got to see Imogene, like, go in um, to help Elise, because uh, ultimately Elise get, gets captured. She's... Mm -hmm. That's when she finds she finds this dress, and that's when she finds out the whole thing about how her dad has been possessed, that he was kidnapping and murdering girls that that first girl that she saw wasn't a ghost she's like oh my god i could have saved her my dad beat her to death after i left and it's like look there's literally nothing you could have done as a child at that point and that's when she starts finding all of these suitcases and you realize there's just like god only knows how many girls her dad murdered right. in that house like after she left before he died like it it, it just there, was there were so a lot of many suitcases. of them and that's when she gets attacked and then she's captured and basically what he's trying to do is turn her evil and violent. He brings the like the spirit of her dad back and makes makes her beat her dad and Imogene's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" And uh it ends basically where uh yeah, Imogene she she grabs the stick, she stabs him. And then Imogene throws her the whistle because she found it. She blows the whistle and then her mom shows up. And that is so sad. I started crying. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I did not fucking... know. I did not know this. <laughs> Why with the moms? <laughs> Why this the moms? This is turning into Disney. <laughs> Why with the moms? What are y'all trying to do to me here? Like, all these things were like, oh, the mom died. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's gonna be great i'm not gonna be a sobbing mess by the end of this especially like the fucking moms keep coming back to save their kids like what the stop fucking stop can we please stop i mean don't because it's because it's but please but don't but please but stop but don't so mom comes through and it's really this very sweet moment and um she's able to help uh not only bring Melissa back because she wakes up in the hospital and uh, Imogene and Elise come back and they immediately rush to the hospital with Spex and Tucker and realize everything's okay. And then there's this really beautiful moment between Elise and her brother where he gives her, where she gives him the whistle and, you know, goes, I, I just, you know, is all forgiven is everything. And then I got real emotional over that scene i have a younger brother and there's just so okay, many of these movies kidding, i swear serious. these movies get me these <laughs> movies get me that's why i'm saying james wan and mike flanagan what are you guys trying to do me all these like little emotional connections where i'm just like ah, god damn it ah. and 
so of course my husband comes home like right at that scene. Of I'm course sobbing he does. and he's like, Why are you crying? I'm like, the movie's almost over, leave me alone. Like <laughs> just let me just let me have this moment. Like, okay, you just leave me alone. Have come home enough times like, to just, your wife crying. You just... you should know. You should know by now. You should just you should just know. At this point it should just be, what are you watching? Like, just ask me. Just ask me. And then you'll when I tell you, you'll go, Okay, I got it. I I know. Um, it's at that part, isn't it? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till you're done. Um, so it was, it was a very sweet moment between the two of them and, uh, Specs and Tucker. Oh my God. Well, I mean, it worked out for Specs. It kind of did. She was kind of hot though. I mean, she kind of was. The other one was she pretty, she but she Imogen, she was kind of hot though. I'm not, mm. So they leave and uh, Elise is home and she's dreaming and she's saying Dalton's name and totally forgot about this watching the fourth one again, how it basically takes you full Full circle circle. back to the first one. There's also that scene too, where they're trying to get back to their bodies and they go through one, because remember, there's a hallway with doors. They open one door, and it's the scene where Dalton falls off the ladder in the first one and, and realize mm-hmm. what he was looking at now. And he was looking at Elise. And she's like, wait a minute. You know, like, if there's like, a what's king going on? of being able to wrap movies together like that, it's fucking James Wan. The Conjuring series. I cannot watch the beginning of the first Conjuring so the I same literally ever just, again. Okay, so I just told somebody the other day <laughs> that had not seen the ending of the nun yet and i was like but you've seen the conjuring right and they're like yeah and i was like you need to watch the nun until the very end and that's all i'm going to say otherwise i'm gonna ruin everything for you it's like let's just say if you've seen the conjuring everything is gonna go full, full circle like it's just you're gonna go what the fuck just happened what the fluff fuck exactly what the you're gonna say what the fluck just happened what the fluck what the, what the fuck stop trying to make fluck a thing i'm sorry fluck is not a thing it's never going to be a thing no for real though the ending of the nun when when i started piecing it together i was like oh yeah i ooh. what i was like oh my fucking God. I was like, well, the the conjuring is. I can't yep. watch that the same nope. ever again. Never again. Never. As ever, much ever, as I hated again. the first Annabelle movie, the way yep. he tied that oh, up that in Annabelle creation, it's terrible. But you 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 have to watch it just for the ending. Holy fuck! Because the ending, you're like, you're <laughs> literally, literally just like, like five that. minutes after it was over, I'm still sitting in the theater, yep. like staring yep. at the screen, like, yep. what? I don't. I what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Um, and again, totally forgot this with uh, chapter four. She dreams about Dalton. Phone rings and it's Lorraine on the other end. I need you to help my family again. I don't know if you remember. Goes into the whole story and she goes, I'll, I'll be there the next morning. And uh, fucking lipstick demon face. He was like, <sighs> I have to make his final little pop up there at the end. Give me, like, goddamn, give me a goddamn heart attack. And that was it. And we we have the ending to the to the well we don't know if they're well we think we have a, the ending we don't we know. think we do but at least the ending what of that is one. your rating of that one so 
We've talked pretty extensively about four and watching it again. Because I don't hate it as much as I used to because no. I actually really. Exactly. Especially after watching the first three and getting into four. Like I was so involved in Lisa's story I that so I actually liked four. Yeah. I was really glad Elise got a backstory. Um, a 5.7 is harsh yeah. IMDb. That's a little, but I get it. You know, a few people didn't didn't care for this. And again, I heard a lot of people didn't, because by four, a lot of people were like, oh my God, I'm so sick of Specs and Tucker. And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. Fuck Specs and Tucker. Um, I think my biggest problem was, to be honest, and this is this is nothing against the actor that played Ted Garza, I did not care for that character. I kind of felt like he was just kind of hanging out. I really didn't understand. He was literally there just to pull her back to that house. Yeah. They could have done something different. That's, I I agreed. I agreed. I, I felt like any of the scenes that touched on Elise specifically with what happened to her in that house, as far as her past and her childhood, were amazing. But, like, anything else felt really weird. It almost felt like it didn't need it felt to be forced, there. Weirdly. Yeah. Like, the, when they first kinda visited the house. too. Like, no offense. Like, it's kind of weird how... So, Insidious Chapter 3 is only 97 minutes long. And Chapter 4, or The Last Key, is 103 minutes long. But for whatever reason, The Last Key seems very rushed to me. It seemed rushed. Because they tried to cram too much into I think one film. way too much got crammed in together. Mm-hmm. I think that was another Because not only do I you have the story it. of the house and have her as a kid, you have the story about the dads getting possessed, you have the story about the girls getting kidnapped, and then they died, and then her fucking brother, and then her nieces, and like, it was just, it was a lot going on in one movie, and they really, yeah. They, they shoved a lot together. But, again, one thing I really love about these movies is the casting choices. Yeah. They did a really great job with the casting choices. The younger characters, the girls that played the nieces, the mom, the dad, Elise's mom and dad. Like, the casting choices were really good. Um, but, uh, for my rating, mm, it's gonna be a little low, but I'm, I, I do feel like, uh, a 5.7 was pretty harsh. Um, so I'm gonna give it a six point five. Uh, not quite a seven for me. Um, but I did absolutely did not hate this movie at all. I really liked it. I didn't love it though. And again, like I said, there were just I didn't really care for the Garza character. It was really kind of mashed together. It felt rushed in spots. And uh, yeah, that's that's why I give it a six point five. Otherwise, I I really did not hate this movie at all. I'm one hundred percent there with you. Six point yeah. five. It was a good movie. It was. And uh, it was really neat how he brought it all back around at the, the very end. end. Yeah. He he just did it so much better with the nun and uh Annabelle creation. Yeah. Like those actually blew me away. Yeah, you were you were genuinely by those movies like, oh my god, what what the fuck did I just watch? Like, and then you can't go back and watch the other ones the same because now you know you you. Well, know I've never watched Annabelle again. So. You know that? Oh no, no 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 no! No, I'm done. I'm done. With but the, the beginning of the Conjuring fucks me up now. So oh yeah, forever and always will. It's just it's crazy to watch it now. Um. So yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, our to rate them were. I think we both agreed two, one, three, and four. Two, one, three, four. Yeah. 
And like I said, mine, mine changed going back and watching two again, mainly because of, of Steve Coulter and that Carl character. I just absolutely adored that character. And, uh, Parker Crane's mom. My fucking God. That there were woman so many lesbians so... that I missed in this series. You're like, I missed a lot. God. Two and three. I mean, she might not just be an actual lesbian, it. but I mean, maybe. She played very well. Well, that girl was kind of hot. I mean, she seemed to really hate men a lot in Insidious 3, so there could very well be a chance. I mean, Insidious 2, so there could very well be a chance that she was a lesbian, just a man-hating one, and we don't like those kind of lesbians. We don't like those. I'm a lesbian, but I love we men. We like men-hating lesbians. We don't like... But I mean, clearly she, like, she hated Parker's dad, because she's like, that's the name your father gave you! Like, she clearly... That's literally how it happened. Oh, I know, that's what she said. That's the like. name your father <laughs> I mean, so clearly she didn't care for his dad too much and then was very pissed that he came out as a boy and was trying so hard to convince that he was a girl. And House of the Industry? I'm pretty sure Parker Crane's mom is probably a lesbian, just a man-hating one. We don't like those. We don't like those, especially when you turn your son into a sadistic serial killer (laughs) that's dressing up like a bride, bitch. What the fuck? God, that crazy ass wig and shit. <laughs> that thing is so fucking terrifying. That bride in black is that first. So demon lipstick, Darth Maul face, whatever is terrifying for like the jumps. But hands down, Black Veil Bride. I know that's a band. I'm so sorry. I love that but band. I do too. I'm so sorry. I know that's a band. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody. But um, yeah. Dude in black and the hole in makeup and the, the caked on. It's something about it's that because it's caked so on face. And something it's so... that's not jump out at you scary like Bathsheba. Bathsheba was scary but Valak. Yeah. Yeah. Because Valak just moves. Coming down that Just mm-hmm. You don't hear anything. She's just slow and black and no. And no. And all the and know. even when they reveal the demon in the Conjuring Two, when uh, Lorraine is um, exercising it because she knows its name, mm, right. and it transforms, like it actually like comes out of the nun form, and it's like jerking around and everything. I'm like, fuck that! What the fuck? That's terrifying. Valak is the only demon I have seen on a screen that has actually scared me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Legitimately. Well, because just the whole lore behind the actual demon, the whole, just the, the, to, to come back as a nun is just, you know, just all of that. You're just mocking everything. Yeah, just the total mocking of anything holy and good. I did want to point out real quick that there was a specific scene I just remember that really was very unsettling for me in Insidious 2 when they were in Parker Crane's house and uh, they were having the flashbacks when they found the bodies in the wall um, and they they ultimately found out who Parker Crane was. They They were having those flashbacks of like, that poor girl being all tied up and roped up and he's playing that creepy music and sitting there at the mirror and just caking that makeup on his face and putting the lipstick on and this poor girl is crying and screaming. That scene was so unsettling to me. And I think the thing that was the most unsettling is like I mentioned, you know, that there's, 
there's been actual serial killers that have that were abused like that as children and and did things like and I just it seemed so in an element Real. with a movie that is pretty much supernatural that scene was so real it just seemed very real Mm -hmm. like 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 that could really happen and it was just very unsettling it was just extremely unsettling to me um yeah I guys I as a whole I I definitely am a bigger fan of the Scream series um because they're all gems in my opinion but uh the Insidious series is really good. And going back and watching them all together just really made me appreciate them. I, I sincerely say if, if none of you have seen all of them recently or like watched all of them together, I would highly recommend it. They they are really solid films. As far as James Wan is concerned, the Conjuring series will always reign. Oh, the Conjuring series is the best, but, but the, Insidious the Insidious series, series is, is very good. good. It it's is very good. good. It is a very good, solid series, and to its credit, it's because of Lynn Shay. It's it's all surrounded with this Elise character and and Specs and Tucker. I love Specs and Tucker. I don't care what anybody says. I love says. that James Wan uses a lot of the same people in his films, well, too. Well, Lee Winnell, I mean, he wrote and Well, didn't he come back and direct uh, the third and the fourth I know he did one? the fourth one. He also okay. wrote the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I love I love Lee Winnell. I have, a, I have a special place in my heart for him. He's just, he's great. I love him. He's also in the Saul short. Yep. He was. I was, oh, I know. Trust me. I've seen it many times. After, after like, oh, believe me, honey, I know. The first Saw, I was obsessed with finding everything I could about that movie. The short, like, the comic series that came with it, like, because of John. I was obsessed with John. I was absolutely obsessed with John. I wanted to know everything about John. I wanted to know his background. I wanted to know why. I loved everything about the concept of this of the jigsaw quote-unquote killer same i loved everything that that saw is brilliant i i don't look i will fight someone to the death if you have anything negative to say about saw because (laughs) i i'm just gonna be like what what is negative about that movie what 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 oh and there was this little don't (laughs) just I feel like I feel like that's a movie where people you'll get picked. Yeah, and I'll be like, literally, don't. Like, are you an award-winning director? See, I'm James Wan level. I know you're not. Say that they don't like The Conjuring because there's too much Catholicism in it, and I can understand, you know, where people are coming from with that. But I'm also like, there are people who really believe in these things, and this is exactly how those people believed to get rid of the demons and i'm like if you don't believe in that stuff that's fine i don't i don't have anything against you at I'm all really for not believing trying in that stuff. to understand but i'm like i think that's i think that's when it comes into a matter of personal opinion because if you don't so i think a lot of people's criticisms with the conjuring are people who either don't know anything about etta lorraine warren or they think etta lorraine warren faked everything because there are quite a number of people out there that think uh last podcast on the left sorry guys but you're ed lorraine warren 
episode really upset me. <laughs> they don't believe at all, and that really upset me. So it upsets me when people don't believe. I get very upset when people don't believe because it's it's fine if you don't believe, but it's when people don't believe and then they're extremely dismissive, and that that upsets me. If you don't want to believe, fine, but don't just don't down them. The the horrible things I've heard people say about them and even continue to say about them and and are dead. It's like just have enough respect, even if you don't believe. It's just like I've told people before. I'm like, those I, two mean a lot to me. And I'm actually rereading the demonologist right now. Lorraine is one of my fucking heroes. Yep. Like literally one of my heroes. Someone who has taught me so much about the spiritual world. And someone who has just, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain. Like watching the Conjuring movies, they just, they mean so much to me. Vera is Lorraine and she does it brilliantly. And, you know, people can say they're, what is it in the first one? Kooks, <laughs> like crazies or whatever. Um, and they got that a lot and they still kept doing their work and they did it for fucking free. You're, this is the one thing I don't get. You think that they faked everything when they did everything for no money. I feel like if somebody really wanted to fake something like that, you're going to do it for money, not no money. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense. It makes no sense to go out and say, I faked this whole thing. Even notoriety. They didn't want any money off that. They didn't make any money off that. They didn't give a shit. They wanted people to know the truth. That was the core. That was the core thing of everything they did. I mean, they wanted how, people to know the truth. It, it look how long it took for any type of movies or anything to come out based on any of their cases. I mean, if they were really out there for notoriety and for money, they they would have started that a long, oh, wow. long they, time ago. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I say, I just I would say anyway, not to pull in like super personal opinions. Or Ed Lorraine Warren, but we're just saying if you, it, I would at least say if you don't know who they are or unfamiliar with them, at least just give it a chance to read up and find out who they are first before you judge. But if you ultimately decide that you don't believe, at least be respectful. That's all I'm saying. I think anybody should do that in any situation, but. We digress. We just love Ed and Lorraine so, we do. so much. And we I do. mean, it, it is kind of relevant because, you know, James Wan, Patrick Wilson, just saying. Well, it's just like I'm saying, um, like, I I felt everything of Lorraine behind the character of Elise. Yeah. Because she was such a gifted psychic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Such a gifted psychic. Very, and just the the very just motherly sweetness and the fact that he fucking named calmness. his mother Lorraine and yeah. the dog's name was Warren come on the sweetness and the <laughs> lovability of Elise in that character uh and the calmness is just very Lorraine very 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 much so so yeah we love these movies this was fun. I love James Wan god damn it <laughs> so much these movies were fun this was fun Yes, it was. So, I'm going to so, announce next week. Yes, please announce next week's because, oh my God, has it been almost, oh Casper's my God, like it's dead. been almost two hours. I know, right? I didn't even realize it had been that long. I and like, I know, oh my God. I think, I think like the last 20 minutes we were just talking about and Lorraine Warren the, oh well. the whole time, but you know, you guys will deal with it. We digress. Um, but <laughs> I, think, I think this was a good one. I think this was a pretty solid episode and I'm happy with it and hopefully you guys were too. Um, but next week is about the happy face 
killer. This is about Keith Jesperson. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar with this case, it's uh, pretty crazy. And um, originally the way that I found out about it is actually uh, Melissa Moore. And Melissa Moore is Keith Jesperson's daughter who was on the Dr. Phil show some years back. Um, she decided to come forward and tell people that Keith Jesperson is my father, that he was an evil serial killer, that he murdered a lot of women. Um, he was a truck driver and he would leave, uh, his, he would leave happy faces at murder scenes. Now this is not to be confused. There, there have been a series of, uh, happy face murders over the years um, I'm sure some of you are familiar with that. It's been a lot of unsolved murders in and around the country for a few years. It's namely men that are found in like really mysterious areas, sometimes near dams, sometimes near areas like where a, would kind of be unusual to put a body. The murders are under very weird circumstances. They're tip they're they've since remained unsolved and there's always a smiley face left somewhere with the murders. Now this is not the same thing, but I'm sure some of you have heard of that. We might do an episode about that at some point. I don't know enough about those cases. There was like one documentary I saw on YouTube. So I'd have to do more research before we dive into that. But um, this Keith Jesperson story is really crazy. And like I said, it's the fact that um, his daughter has been so vocal about coming forward uh, about her experiences with her childhood with him after he was arrested. Uh, moments that she had when she visited him in prison after she was a mother. It was just, it's just a very crazy story with this guy. He had people fooled for years, normal family man at, or, or so everybody thought. Um, and again, one of these stories where we've done other podcasts about killers that have had kids, Gacy, Bundy, BTK. BTK, and their kids are like, absolutely fucking not. We don't want any, we are changing our names. We don't want anybody to know who we are. Well, except for BTK's uh, daughter. Well, she has, we don't have a clue where Bundy's kid is. BTK's daughter has since now come forward. She wrote that book not too long ago. But a lot of these kids, they don't, and I, look. I wouldn't, I don't blame you. I don't fucking blame you. I don't blame you one bit. You think you have that in your DNA. You don't, you think maybe you might become that way. You're, you're scarred and traumatized. You know, the public may, may hate you, even though you didn't do anything wrong. You just happen to be a child yeah, of this seems, person. Yeah, that seems to kind of go that way. You know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So just, just all of the above. So next week is the happy face killer. Um, and I'm over here going. You want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. One night, he goes all crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. So, me watching, he takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. He turns to me and he goes, why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this because this is not. Because I know it word for fucking but word. <laughs> I even knew like, oh my God, I've seen that movie way too much. Anyway, it's, it's, <laughs> it's an amazing. Well, I knew exactly what you were talking about. And that's why I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this because that is a very intense <laughs> 
fucking scene. <laughs> I wonder how I got these scars. But it's amazing. But so amazing. guys, here's a, here's a word for my sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Calm your ponytown. I love you. I'm so sorry. I don't know what that was. I'm so sorry. I'm sure I didn't help at all. <laughs> um, so recently there have been some new orders and I just want to thank the new customers. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate no. it. Um, you're like, no, no, thank you. Uh, no, seriously. Thank you <laughs> guys. I have got to make a whole look. I did not realize that tattoo wax was going to do as well as it did, but all the batches I've made have already sold out. So Damn. now I've got to make more. So if, um, anybody's ordered, I am making new batches tomorrow. Um, so if anybody's ordered, I will have those ready tomorrow to mail out by Friday. Um, but thank you so much. I had no idea it was going to be such a big hit. Um, the pumpkin spice bath bombs are still doing great. Thank you so much for, for that guys. And real quick announcement. Um, I know everybody voted on Instagram that they do want the skulls to come back this year for Halloween. So, um, I will have, those should be up by Saturday for sale on the Etsy site, but I am going to be doing something a little bit different with them this year. There's still going to be scullies, but there's going to be something a little special. Um, so yeah, guys, free shipping on everything. Um, Etsy shop, just search calm your body down at see your BD on Instagram. And, uh, thanks again for all the orders. Calm your body down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so guys, if you want to follow so guys, if you want to follow us on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All that don't fuck with the original. Make sure to spell it out with the apostrophe. Otherwise, you will not find us. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, email us at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Of course, give us a follow and a subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google. And leave us a review on iTunes. It'll help us get more listeners. You Five guys have stars. been great. Oh my Five god, stars. you guys have been great. Uh, our Podbean has is continuing to grow, um, which is crazy because you know it's crazy. I just I so, I never thought we would get over a couple hundred listeners or followers, let alone a couple thousand. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for the movie review. It's ready or not. There's two. There's two different people. I'm glad you guys have been liking these movie reviews. That's really awesome. I'm always either like, get ready or not, here I come. Or I'm, ready or not, here I come. You <laughs> See, that's me. That's that's what I, I grew up with the Fugees. That's what I grew up with. So, so I'm, I'm like, I'm both of those people. I'm usually like, get ready or not, here I come. And then my roommate's like, ready or not. It took me like half a second when you started singing that song. I was like, what the, oh. Get up. Get up. It was on like every Disney Channel I, movie that yeah. was a teenage girl yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the scene. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know the scene. You know the scene. Because even if you haven't seen the movie with that song, you know the scene. <laughs> you can just see it in your head. Oh, I see it right now. But yeah, guys, tomorrow's ready or not. I'm actually going to start going backwards because um, 2020 is running out of movies mm. that I can really do anything about. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start moving backwards and you guys like pretty much destroyed it with ready or not. So I was like, well, okay then. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you I liked it. 
So make sure to tune in next week for the Serial Killer episode. Have a great week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Don't be a dick. Thanks, guys. <laughs>